0: If you've ever had to get up in front of a room and speak to an audience or a group, then you're going to want to listen to this episode. I'm going to be talking about body language tips for speakers. These episodes are brought to you by Your Nonverbals Are Showing, body language training and research for the purpose of helping you level up your interpersonal skills. At some point in your life, you're going to have to get up in front of a room, a small group, or a whole audience. It probably was or it is not easy. Public speaking, without a doubt, is the number one fear we all have. There are plenty of reasons why we may feel inadequate in such moments, but luckily there are ways to overcome or excel in this skill. So I want to talk about the the process of body language for speakers. Again. We all at some point are going to get up. We all have to present either, if you could think back to your school days, your high school or college, you took some sort of speech class. Of course, they probably don't teach you such detailed information about how to deliver a speech. They just teach you how to kind of structure and get up there and do it on your own. And again, I think personality does affect a little bit on your delivery how we get up there. An extrovert is going to be different than an introvert when we really get up there, but some of these tips that I want to share with you and will help you hopefully concentrate. And of course, you get awkward at the beginning, but there are some things that I really want to talk about that might help you when you get up on a stage or just, you know, just being asked in front of a room. I don't know where stand up and say your name and tell us a little bit about yourself kind of throws us off guard in those moments. You as I think as a young adult or an adult, you should be able to get up and deliver simple information like your name or what it is you do or your title. Here are the tips that could kind of help you when you're put in this situation or definitely, especially if if you know you have a presentation, you know you need to get up somewhere, you're going to deliver a big speech. These are some of the things that you want to consider. And if you're definitely 100%, you should be practicing. If you're practicing, you should be going over these beforehand. So that way that you can sharpen them before you even get on stage, before you get in front of a crowd or a group. Here's the number one tip that I always tell people before you even actually consider body language, which is have some sort of structure or strategy. You need to have some sort of approach before you get on stage of exactly what you're going to talk about. That way you know your resources, the back end, the quote unquote, the technical side of things of what your what your topic is. Being prepared on your toes is always a good way to start. But if you're going to have a, a longer road to travel and, and you have a whole presentation, maybe it's an hour, three hours, a, a full day of, of a workshop or a speech, then you need to know and you have to have some kind of road map. My favorite technique that I, l- I like to use here, and uh, it was introduced to me when I started my my speaking career as well, was the memory palace. There is a, a TED Talk by Joshua Foer. I think I'm pronouncing his name right. I might I might link this somewhere. It'll be on my social media. And he he's a journalist, a science journalist, that actually covered the, believe it or not, there's a memory contest or memory challenge somewhere in the world. I know I think they feature one in New York, but it's basically people get tested on their memory. This memory, this memory challenge or this contest shows how some people, these people, they study their brains. They don't have anything different in their head that sets us apart from the quote unquote normal people. But just having a memory, especially if you're going to deliver a speech or something to say in a a long set of time, you need to remember at least some bullet points that could spring you into what you're going to say. So within a strategy of just remembering or knowing what you're going to say, remember that you have to have some sort of memory. Script kills charisma. So don't write a script down and try to memorize it word by word because you're not going to go far with that. And the moment you forget or you start getting out of that script is when you get uncomfortable. That uncomfortableness will show within your body language and it might go downhill for you. So just remember which strategy, you want to make sure that you have some sort of memory, some sort of outline or bullet points that you want to you, you want to follow. and. Practices the skill that they have. Uh, it's called a memory palace where you set an outline or bullet points to memory palace in your brain, in your head, in your memory. And then you can go and apply this memory palace to your speech. And now you have these this roadmap to follow of what you want to say. So that way you could get your message out efficiently from the beginning. And you know where you're going through the middle and you know how to close up. You know how to end at the end. That way you get a good feedback or maybe a, a standing ovation. The next tip that is actually starts inquiring or asking of you for body language is posture. Now, posture, you want to make sure you remember that there's a spectrum. There's a low end, and this applies to anything in body language. There's a low end to, uh, to body language and a uh, high end to body language. And in the middle, you have what we call an ideal. If you ever heard of the power pose, this is a topic, actually, that's very common to body language. But the power pose itself is... It goes with posture and it's very good to remember or just be aware of what your body's doing in general from head to toe. When you deliver, you want to make sure that before you get on stage that you apply what, what you call a power pose or be as expensive as you, as you can with your body. Make sure that you're taking up the space and that your body is starts feeling some of that boldness, that confidence that you'll need to get up there. I would say sometimes just from the beginning, getting on stage, walking on a stage, or if you have stairs, sometimes your body we feel kind of weak or we our body just kind of gives in. This is from nerves and being uncomfortable. To combat that way before you even get on there, you want to make sure that you assume or practice a power post where you're taking up the space, your shoulders are back, your head is up, you're not hunched over your phone. That's a very common problem that we all do. I would say common because you're not aware of it, but now hopefully if you're listening, you are. But stay away from having your head down looking at a device and try to look up and away and have your shoulders back and also try not to cross your arms or cross your legs or sit down in a way that your body constricts. The idea, what we like to call in the middle of the spectrum is a launch stance where once you get on stance and you're delivering, you should be a lot more comfortable or assume a comfortable stance, what we call a launch stance, where your, sh- your shoulders are relaxed and back, your head follows the same way too, and you're able to actually feel a little bit more comfortable. Use your arms, use your gestures and walk around the stage in a way that this posture kind of holds you up, but also you're relaxed. And internally, again, this will affect your body language, your physiology, where you, you're breathing. Your delivery, your speech will follow too just because you're assuming launch stands. And worst case scenarios, what you could do is, of course, I mentioned already the, the other side of the spectrum, the low power pose, where your body constricts. And this is where your nerves take over, you're uncomfortable, or you forget again if you scripted, you forget in line or something. So your body starts to shrink or you start to cross or you start to hide your hands and your hands go behind your back that's where you don't want to be or or land up land in or end up on because when that happens then your body will go to your delivery as well just be comfortable be conscious of what your body does and if it does start to constrict make sure that you could actually change that and and move forward adjusting into a launch stance or if you have to spring a little bit into a power stance where you're a little bit more aggressive and you stand tall then do that but then get comfortable again into a launch stance the next tip that you, I want you to take a look at whenever you're delivering a speech in front of an audience or a group is your your voice, your vocal power. This is what you have to do. You're up there to speak or, you, again, if it's two, three seconds that you're up just to say your name, that's typically sometimes when, when the voice goes. Especially we're aware if you get nervous, we have our vocal cords that tense up or t- tend to tighten up and our voice just kind of goes and we get squeaky. The voice, just to do this again, if you practice what I talked about earlier, the posture, your body language, that kind of goes with your breathing. It helps that. And help you deliver your message just try to normalize the try to normalize your voice there's a, a very common practice or activity that i always like to tell people my my audience and my uh, clients that you need to find your your normal natural low end of your tone of your vocal tonality and a way to do this is just take deep breath and as you exhale as you're going out try to say your name or say a hello and do this a few times where it's going to be weird but you end up eventually finding your your natural and your your natural low end of your voice so practicing that where you breathe in, and as you breathe out, you just say your name and you kind of take a deep breath. And you want to normalize this as you go along. Of course, it takes practice, and then you just want to find your middle ground where exactly it is your low end of the voice. Once you get this bass down, baseline down, you'll actually be able to know how you sound on a normal voice, and you'll be able to detect whether you your breathing gets heavy or again you get nervous, your voice starts to go. So this is a good middle baseline to find out whenever you you're going to go up and do a speech. So be aware of that. Practice. Listen to yourself on a phone call or maybe record yourself on a phone call. This is a good way to, to see what your voice does and just in general for body language. So if you want to practice, make sure throw up um, your computer camera or another phone or just any other point and shoot camera that you have and record yourself while you're on the phone, either in office or at home. Now, the next tip that I I would give you for body language for speakers to be aware of is you obviously want to be up there and nail your presentation and you want to make sure that you win a room over not just because you had good content and you had a good speech, a structured speech, but because you were able to actually connect with the people and acknowledge your audience. Eye contact is a good way, but how do you do that comfortably scanning a group of people without making them feel like they're creeped out a little bit and you're actually going one by one and try to make eye contact with everyone? Your eyes sometimes start to to get a little bit jumpy or you go back and forth. You don't know where to look at. So to get out the layout of the room as if and to make it look like you are actually paying attention to everyone, the activity or the practice to do here is go over a figure eight pattern over the room. So once you're in the room, once you're in the stage, try to get the layout of it. And when you're in the room, when you're up there, try to do do a figure eight pattern with your eyes, with your gaze. That way, in a way that you're covering the middle ground, the biggest bulk of the group, but also you're going around the figure eight uh, towards the corners of the room or around the room in a way that you're doing a sweeping motion as you're walking or you're going around and you're trying to connect with the audience. Practice this a few times sometimes before you get on with the gazing to figure eight, and it'll help you be accustomed to where you look at it. I think that's sometimes one of the most, a nervous cue or tick that sometimes I, we detect in speakers where they don't know where to look. They don't, they're not comfortable. So their eyes and everything again, just kind of goes, their body language just goes flat or kind of disappears or goes to the low end of the spectrum. Just be conscious of where your gaze are, where your eyes and gazing is doing and how to command and kind of win that room over because eye contact does a lot when you look at someone it it develops a connection so if you're trying to speak to a bigger crowd or even a smaller room you want to make it look like you're paying attention to everyone the same way that they're paying attention to you the next tip is kind of very common and something that either you on a spectrum again you either will do or don't do it's either black and white sometimes but again there's a middle ground especially if you're sitting in front of a stage a bigger group or bigger audience a lot of us tend to speak with our hands when we talk this is a very one of the most common body language or the nonverbals that we do sometimes we see people who are loud with their hands you know the jazz hands and they're all over the place and they're trying to deliver a message and we kind of tend to get distracted by more by their nonverbals than we do by their saying, and we don't put one and one together. You definitely don't want to be that. You don't want to be the latter. You don't. Want to, you don't want to distract your audience from your message from what you're doing. So what you want to do is, one, you want to make sure your hands are visible. So podiums or pockets are probably a bad idea. This is again takes practice because we're not aware that we hide our hands sometimes. But it's one of those signs of being uncomfortable, or again, our body s- starts to constrict. So being aware of where your hands are visible, and if you are. Uh, using them to gesture once you're up there you know keeping them active the gestures are kind of again for some people it's easy for some people it's not being aware that you have to use your hands it sometimes gets awkward because now you want you want to make sure you gesture so just making sure that the big points i would say the big points of your speech or what you're trying to get across are accompanied by some of these nonverbals. so if you have a big idea you want to make sure that you gesture something big If you have a plan moving forward, you want to make sure that you gesture something moving towards the future or forward, you know, with your hands. And if you want to gesture one way or another, giving people an option, you want to use your hands as well, pointing one way and then pointing another that that you're talking about two different ideas. Again, if you remember, you don't need to articulate every single word. You just need enough nonverbals to help carry and accompany that big message. So that way your verbals are memorable as well. Now, with all these tips that I kind of gave you, the last one is, is not so much body language, but just kind of an overlook of what you're doing already. These are ticks, and sometimes things or speech ticks or body language ticks that could be repetitive. The best practice to start noticing your, is what you naturally do already. When you're delivering or you're practicing, maybe have an accountability partner that's going to help you and, and tell you things like, hey, on stage you do this or you tend to have a speech tick that you do or you repeat a lot. It may not serve you. Or your audience to start picking up on these and start to completely distract yourself from the actual message that you have. So to to take away and practice on these ticks is is just become aware and awkward, and it's all progress from there. Again, having an accountability partner that helps to see what you're doing, filming yourself. Like I said earlier, on a phone call is one of the 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 low end, kind of not risky where you can watch it. It might be cringeworthy, but if you're watching yourself, you know what you're doing. Then that those those are eyes back on you that you may. That you have as an extra help again it's technology it helps you use it if you can and if there's anything that just needs adjusting for you to speak in it'll just take a while and practice to kind of rewire your brain and uh, rewire your body language now of course there are many factors that could impede you from nailing a speech or introduction but if you're start mining your nonverbals now consciously and start practicing these tips, these are only a few of the tips that, that you could use for speak, publicly speaking. Uh, you're already are off to a great start because you're starting again to mind your nonverbal, starting to be aware and uh, you want to get awkward if, if you want to and adjust and adopt these things. My best tip for you is don't overthink them an, and don't overthink all of them at once. So if you want to start with one of the tips, start watching what your gestures are doing or start being conscious of what your gazing is doing do that and then practice especially if you know you're going to be doing more speeches or if you have to have a weekly meeting or if you're leading this meeting or if you have to get up in front of a team then just make sure that you're conscious of what you're doing and practice them one at a time that way you're not overwhelmed and eventually after a while you'll start being conscious and adapting new body language which is why i always hope with my clients and with the people i talk that you want to change you actually want to change for a better and you want to adopt so that way when you're speaking you actually grasp your audience So, yeah, let me know if any of these were helpful for you. Make sure to contact me or anywhere that you want to get some feedback on. Social media is at your nonverbals. Twitter, if you want to send me a message, email, all the information is in my podcast. And, yeah, happy speaking to everyone.